don't, who don't know me, I'm Pastor Daniel. I've been on staff here for a long time. I've gotten to work with all sorts of different ages of children and youth for the last 13 plus years. And as such, I've come accustomed to strange, unrealistic questions. Um, and we use them a lot for icebreakers, help people build relationships. So I have one for you to ponder. Um, if you could go to any point in time for one day, and you could, you could observe and you could be there for any happening, when and where would you go? And, and, and this, this, is, this is a question that I'm like, I don't know if normal people ponder this or if it's just because I've been in too much youth ministry that I ponder such things, but because no none of us have a time machine that I know of. So as I, as I pondered this, I began to think, and, and it's not a very surprising answer, especially from the guy who's speaking at church, but how cool it would be to go back and to be there during Jesus' ministry and like to get to watch Jesus. As I, as I was thinking about this, Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And this, this idea that Jesus walked in power, he walked in the Holy Spirit power, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And I was like, in 1 John 3, 8, it says that the Son of God appeared, uh, or the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus proclaimed his own mission. In Luke, he says that he came to proclaim the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to proclaim freedom, recovery of sight to the blind. And, and you see him on this mission, and I just think about how cool it would have been to be there for some of those miracles. There's one day he's, he's teaching, and people are all over the place. And in the middle of teaching, he sees this guy who's got a shriveled up hand. And it's a, it's a Sabbath, so no one's supposed to work. And he, he looks at this guy, but his, and, and the religious leader's like, you can't do anything about this because it's a Sabbath. And he just looks at the guy and he's like, that stinks. Like, you can't do much with that hand. It doesn't work. And Jesus just like totally messes these guys up. He goes, looks at him, he's like, stretch out your hand. And I can just see the guy like, dude. And I like, just gonna like show off the fact that that doesn't work because his hand's all messed up. And he's like, oh, like I, I just would love to have been there and to watch this guy's face as all of a sudden his hand that had been shriveled for years, just all of a sudden like came alive and like it began to move and, and he's all excited and the religious leaders are all upset that he healed. And, and I'm like, oh, that, that would be awesome. Or I don't know how many of you guys have heard the story when Jesus went somewhere and he's teaching and everybody wants to hear him. And so they like, they show up and they fill the house. And then more people show up. And so they like, they like come out the door and they like fill up by the door. They fill up by the windows and like, they just like surround the house and they've got it like packed out. But there's somebody that is so excited to, to see Jesus because he's paralyzed and there is no hope. The doctors don't have anything for them. It's not like, oh yeah, we're gonna do some stem cell research and we're going to like reattach your spot. Like they're like, enjoy your mat and have good friends that can carry you around because you ain't going nowhere. And so He's got four friends and they carry him over there and they, they show up and they're like, we got to get him to Jesus. And they're like, and the door is on the other side of the crowd. And he's on the other side of the crowd that's inside the door. And they're like, well, what do we do? I'm like, oh, you just got to get him to Jesus, man. If you can get him to Jesus, Jesus heals people. That's what Jesus does. Jesus walks in power and he heals. If I can get him to Jesus, he'll be healed. And I can just see that guy in the mat. And he's either got crazy friends or he's crazy and they're crazy enough to go along with him. And I'm going to go with all of the above. And so he's in there. He's like, you got to get me in there. 
Like, just lay there. Just get me in there. Well, there's the crowd. Find a way. And so they're like, okay. I got an idea. We're going through the roof. Uh, 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 so that's a good idea. Let's dig a hole. Let's dig a hole. <laughs> they're like, let's do this. And so they, they, they take him up to the roof and they rip the roof apart. Like, I, I don't know if you're in there and you're like, you're like, Jesus is teaching and you're sitting there watching and all of a sudden like stuff's falling on you. And you're like, what's going on? <laughs> Somebody's putting in the skylight. Like, all of a sudden they're like, all right, hey, hey guys. And they're going to lower him. Like, what is the paralyzed guy going? Eh, what can I lose? <laughs> like, I can't move. Like, <laughs> Like, won't feel it anyways. And so they're like, they get him in, in, in line and they lower him down. And, and they, just to be there and to watch as Jesus is like, hi. Like, um, do you want something? Like, just drop it in. And so like, he's, he's like, yeah, I, I want to be healed. And Jesus is like, okay, your sins are forgiven. And he's just like, well, that's cool. But uh, and he's laying there and the, the, the Pharisees are like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's just as easy as telling him to get up, his be- get up, pick up his bed and walk. And the guy's like, oh, really? Picks up his bed and walks. And like, to be there, I'd have been like, that would have just been awesome to see it. And like, I've, I've always wondered, you know, did they try to dig first and decide it was too rocky? Like, to, to see and to know. And I think one of my favorite Jesus stories, if, if, if you're not familiar with it, he shows up at this town, I think it's called Nien. Nien, Nien, I don't know how they, how they say it. But you can find the story in Luke chapter 7. But Jesus shows up and he's got this big old crowd that's following him because Jesus is awesome. Jesus walks in power. He's full of love, full of compassion. And he keeps healing the sick and he, he cares about them. And they're like, this is, this is awesome. So they're following Jesus. And, and, he, and he walks into this town and as he's got this group following him, there's another group that's coming out. And as this group is coming out, Jesus sees it's a funeral procession. And, and as he's watching, he, like, he steps aside you know, as, as things, are, things are happening, and he gives us details in here that he, I don't know how he discovered if it was someone in his group or what, but that this guy died, and his mother is, is bawling. She's a widow, and this was her only child. And that always stinks, no matter what day you're from. Um, losing somebody who's close is never good. But in that society, not only was it someone close, not only was it the only one close, but there wasn't a welfare system. The system was have kids, take care of your kids. And when you get old, your kids take care of you. And you better hope they like you. Like that's, that's, that, that, that is your, your plan. And so her plan, her future, her hope, as well as her loved child all died at the same time. And she's about to bury her hopes, dreams, her future, and her loved, last loved one at the same time. And Jesus shows up and he just says that he had compassion on her. In verse 13, he says, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Walks up to the lady who just lost her, her son and is like, don't weep. And, and I, I hear that I'm like, either you've got a big plan or you're a jerk. Like one of the two, like this is her, her child's funeral. And he just like walks up, don't weep. Walks up to the dead guy and like they're carrying the casket. He's like, hold up a second. Grabs the dead guy and says, get up. And the dead guy is like, okay. Like, I'm like, that would just, could you imagine being there at a funeral when a guy walks up? Because we, we, we hear this and we have like the whole Bible as our reference point that you've heard from Sunday school. But these guys around them didn't. All they have is, hey, <clears throat> have you heard about this guy, Jesus, who keeps healing people? 
There's this guy, Jesus, who teaches with authority and he loves people and he forgives people and he heals people on the Sabbath. And they're like, this is hope in a, in a spot that doesn't have some because Jesus, Jesus loves people. And, and all of a sudden, this guy just walks up into your funeral to a funeral, and it's not like they have TV where they look at this, his face on the news and where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Jesus. I saw him on the news yesterday. He was healing somebody down the street. Like, it's all going to be like word of mouth. So some, some of these guys are going to be like, who's this guy? He's walking up to the funeral. He's talking to the mom. And that was rude. And he, what's he doing to the dead guy? Like, how's he pausing the funeral? Who does he think he is? Dude, he just got up. Like, that ain't normal. Like, could you imagine being there and watching it? He walked in such power. And, and he, he spoke and, and he stopped and he made time for people because he cared. The one day he's, he's ministering and while he's ministering to people and he's got a, seems to have a plan, somebody comes and interrupts him and is like, hey, my, my daughter is sick. You need to come with me because my daughter's sick. And, 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 and if you, 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 can, you can save my daughter. And he's like, okay. And so he just drops what he's doing because he loves people and he wants to see people touched. He wants to see people healed. He wants to see them made well. And he starts to go with them. But while he's on his way to go heal somebody who interrupted him from doing ministry, somebody else sneaks up to interrupt him. Somebody else who's not well is like ducking through the crowd until they find Jesus. And they're like, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, there's so much power. He walks in such power. If I could touch him, I would be healed. And so this lady like sneaks up to the crowd and touches his garment. And when she does, she's healed instantly. And, and Jesus just stops and is like, who touched me? And everyone's like, uh, everybody's touching you? Like, you're in the middle of a crowd. And he's like, no, no, no. Somebody touched me. Like, yeah, he said that. Everybody touched you. He's like, no. I felt power go out of me. He said, her faith put an expectation on the power and connected her to the power that Jesus was carrying. Jesus, full of love and compassion, wanted to share that power. He kept sharing that power. But there was a lot of people around him that just were there. She's like, no, no, no. He's got power. I, I, that's for me. And she touched it and she received. When, he, when she goes, it was me. He looks at her and goes, your faith has made you well. And he, then he goes on to go, Pray for this next one. And he just loved people. And I, and I begin to, to hear these stories and there's story after story after story where it goes through and, and, and we've got them and I don't have time to just share all of his stories, but the Bible says this. It says, when he went ashore, this is Matthew 14, 14. He went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. How many think that if we had a time machine, if I could get you there to when he came ashore and he was healing all the sick, how many think that you'd be healed? If you could get there, how many think you'd be healed? All right. The rest of you apparently need healing in your arm. But like, it, he healed their sick. And, and this, is, this is what Jesus does. This is who he is. He, he is full of power. He's full of life. He is full of love. And he heals them. But the promise and this, this, this love of Jesus didn't end when Jesus stopped physically walking on the earth. The promise didn't end when Jesus went back to heaven. In John 14, 12, he said, truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. In Matthew 28, eight, uh, 18 and 19, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven has been given to me. Go therefore. And he sends them out with this authority. He sends them out. And he says in Mark 16, 
These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. He talks about them casting out demons. He talks about them laying their hands on the sick and that they were covered. And he says that there's this, in Acts, it tells us there's a promise that is for us, that's for you, for your children, and for all who are far off. Everyone who calls, calls whom the Lord calls to himself. And it says in Acts 1.8, Jesus says to them, he says, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What power did Jesus walk in? The power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that kept healing people, he says, I want you to wait because you're gonna receive this power. You're gonna walk in it. And he says, greater works than I've done are you gonna do. So Jesus did these, but not only did Jesus do these, his disciples did these. And so you, you see shortly after Jesus goes back to heaven, Acts chapter three, Peter and John, they're walking into the temple. And as they're, they're walking in, there's a guy who's sitting there, who's been there for a long time. He's been begging daily there for basically his life. And he's a cripple. And so he's sitting there and he's just silver and gold, you know, alms, alms. He's, he's asking for money. And I still think of like the Res Kids song whenever I tell this story. Um, but somebody, but Jesus, or Jesus, Peter and John are walking up. And when he, he, he's asking for money, they look at him and they, their heart went out. And they stop. And they say, look at him and they go, silver and gold have I none. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they just grab him and lift him up. And I don't know if he was still like shocked, if he was still expecting money or if he was like, like all excited and was already ready for this or if he was just riding on, on their faith and expectation. But they lifted him up and it says that his, immediately his ankles and his legs were strengthened and he began to walk, he began to leap and he began to praise God as he went through, through jumping. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. Sometimes I've been accused of preaching for a long time. I'm gonna try not to do that tonight. But just in case you thought I ever preached long or that Pastor Dwayne preaches too long, Paul one time preached all night long. And there was somebody there, a young fella who sat up in the window seal on the whatever story they're on, and he's listening to Paul preach, and he listened to Paul preach, and he just fell asleep. Until he fell asleep so sound that he decided to roll over, which is a really bad idea when you're sitting in a window seal. And so he rolled out of the window, fell, hit the ground, and died. And you're like, that seems to like totally mess up your service when people are literally dying in your service. And, and, and Paul just is like, okay, guys, walks out there, raises him back to life, and then goes back and finishes his message. I'm like, it wasn't even like the end of things. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. He fell asleep. He died. It's okay. Let's raise him back to life. Like, and, I, and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This is crazy. In Acts chapter five, it said it, they were doing so many miracles. I mean, you go through and it says that so many miracles and signs and wonders were being done by them. It said that so many people were being healed. These guys were walking in such power that people said, I'm going to line up the sick people so that when they walk by, their shadow touches me. And if their shadow touches me, I'll be healed. And so they literally would like line up this side of the street because he's going to become walking by to the temple. And when he comes by, his shadow's going to hit us and we're going to be better for real. And they were. And then, so, so like you see this in Acts chapter uh, 5, 15. In Acts 19, it says they, they'd put an object. They put like handkerchiefs. They put different things on Paul while he's ministering. He'd pray over things. They'd take him off somewhere to a sick person, touch the sick person with him, and the sick person would get better. The sick person who was too sick to make it to Paul, they'd bring back a piece of cloth, different thing. I'm like, this is nuts. This is crazy. I mean, God is doing these 
amazing works through him. And I thought, okay, so if we have our time machine, if for some reason we can't make it all the way back to Jesus, if we could just make it back to being with these disciples when they're doing these amazing works, how many think you'd be healed? Yeah, me too. I'm like, this would be awesome. Like, I would love to have been there and like just seen the line. He's just like walking, like he's going to the temple and if the shadow hits him, the guy, this guy's like, oh yeah, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. And like, this is like row of people being healed as he just walks by. And I'm like, this is, this is incredible. But did you know it didn't end with the apostles? It didn't end with his disciples that, were, that, had, that had walked with Jesus? See, it said the promise of the Holy Spirit was for all those who are far off. That's us. He says, these signs are supposed to follow those who believe. I believe. I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus. So these signs are supposed to follow me. He said that I would do the works that he's doing and greater works than these. See, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we know that, that Jesus, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, says he's the exact imprint of the Father. In John chapter 5, verse 19, it says that he did nothing on his own, only what he saw the Father doing. And in 14.9, he says, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. And so when we look at how Jesus walked full of love and compassion, we've seen the Father's heart. We have seen what the Father, how the Father responds. We saw love, we saw compassion, and we saw healing. And he wants to do that through us. And so I begin to go, have I, have I seen that? And I begin to think, and I'm like, oh, when I, was, when I was 13, I went on a mission trip, and I, I, we came across, maybe I was 12, I don't know, I was little, I went on a mission trip, and we, there was this, this boy who showed up at a drama site who was paralyzed on one side of his body. And we got, he got prayed for and he got completely healed there on the spot. And then when I was in India on another mission, I did a lot of mission trips. When I went to India on a trip, we, we went and we we're at, at this drama site and they carried this boy who was probably like eight or nine um, to the drama site. Like he was like locked up Indian style and they just carried him up, set him down. And we did a, we performed a drama about Jesus and we, we taught and then we went to pray for some people and they're like, Pray for him. And so we prayed for him. And for the first time, after we got done, one of the, the leaders on our team took him by the hands and he began to walk around our drama site. And then in his native language, he said, Mom, for the first time. And, and God is alive and well. And I thought, okay, well, these are ones that I've seen. What about the ones that I've encountered? And while I was getting ready for that, that mission trip to India, it was expensive. And so I decided to raise some money and some people just supported us and, and just said, you know, hey, I want to be a part of what God's doing. There was a, uh, somebody who said, you know what? I'd love to support you. I have this really, really big flower garden full of weeds. If you'll help me with that, I'll help you with your trip. I'm like, okay, game on. And so a friend and I, we, we, we took on and I think we filled 10 garbage bags, like the big garbage bags with just weeds. Like it was a lot of weeds. Um, in amongst those weeds, there was poison ivy. Um, and in years past, that was not a good thing for me. And that was one of those years. And so I got poison ivy, and I got it primarily on my bicep is where it touched me. Um, and and it, was, it was fairly bad. Like, you'd have like a row of poison ivy with a row of poison ivy with a row of poison ivy on top of that. And so um, it was only like three layers thick. And uh, and so I, that, was, that was unpleasant. But while we were getting ready for the trip, we had a prayer meeting. It was actually down the hall in a room that doesn't exist anymore since we finished building the rest of the building. And I was praying, and I was praying for what God's going to do in this trip to India, and, and I wanted to be healed. And I felt like God said, he, like, he pointed out the girl across from me in the circle and said, have her pray for you, and your poison ivy's going to be healed. I'm like, cool. 
And I'm like, I suppose he could heal it now. He could heal it through me, but he said, have Herb do it. And it's going to increase her faith, my faith. I'm like, that's awesome. So after the, the, the meeting, I, I went up to her. And I'm like, hey, I felt like God said, you're supposed to pray for my arm for the, my poison ivy to be gone. I don't want it anymore. And she's like, okay. And so she prayed for me. And you know what I saw? Nothing. You know what I felt? Nothing. But you know what happened? I was healed. Wonder why? Jesus said so. So I went home and I'm like, I'm healed because God said so. But I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I believed something stupid. I believed that my poison ivy was going to fall off. Now, you have to be careful what you ask God for because he might just give you exactly what you asked for. And so I went home and I'm healed because Jesus says so. Um, I've seen nothing, felt nothing, but he said I was going to be healed. I believed it was going to fall off. So I went to bed and I'm a healed man. I woke up in the morning and where the poison ivy had been was nothing. It literally, but it wasn't like, hey, new skin. That's, see, I really should have believed that it would have like just dissipated and been gone and like had miraculous healing, like time fast forwarded on it. But no, I had to go believe it would fall off. It literally looked like someone had like cut it out of my arm. And like, so it was just like a raw open sore that was in the shape of where the poison ivy had been and in patches where I had a bunch of those. I'm like, you know, I should have been more specific <laughs> with what I've read. But I'm healed. And so, and then I'm like, you know, I'm about to travel through customs. Does this kind of look funky? I'm going to wear a long sleeve shirt so that it doesn't get stopped. But, uh, and like, and, and I was like, okay, so this is, this is awesome. Uh, a couple years ago, I took a team of students um, along with some of the other youth staff down to uh, Belize. And we were down in Belize. Can you put up a picture of Miguel? This is uh, the, the guy, the kid on top is Miguel. The youth on the bottom is Orion. And we went on this trip, and we got to love on a whole bunch of, of people, and particularly a lot, of, uh, a lot of kids that we loved on, that we poured on. We did a lot of different ministry while we were down there. But one of the days, we were doing a vacation Bible school, and this kid shows up, and Miguel notices everyone else is running around, and this kid can't participate in a lot of what they're doing. And so he, he begins talking with Miguel and discovers that Miguel had injured his leg years before, and it was not healing. And in fact, he had a doctor's appointment the next day where they were going to talk about amputating his leg because it was not healing, it was not getting better, and it was still causing constant pain. He couldn't run around, he couldn't play. And so um, Orion's like, well, that's not good. Let's not have your leg amputated. Let's pray for it. And so Orion um, and a few of the other teammates gathered around Miguel and they prayed for him. And then Miguel left. And they didn't necessarily see anything, but when Jesus says you're healed, you know what you are? You're healed. So the next day, Miguel comes back. But this time, Miguel walks up a bit more normal. And a bit more normal. Miguel walks up and he ends up running around and playing. He says he went to the doctor. The doctor was blown away that his leg is doing better. They don't need to amputate his leg anymore. And he spent the rest of the day running around and playing with all the kids with us because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that healed when he walked, Jesus walked, same God that healed when the apostles walked, is the same God that's healing today. Uh, two, two years ago, um, we had a healing service. We were in the res center. Pastor Dwayne was speaking. And while he was speaking, he talked about the lady that was bent over and how Jesus told her to straighten up. And when he did, something inside me jumped. And I'm like, there's a, there's a back getting healed in here tonight. And my wife's had a back issue. So I was like, I'm already excited because I love seeing people healed. And I'm like, oh, come on, come on. I'm just like, it's just like, I got excited inside. And then, he, he's like, Pastor Wayne's like, all right, he's calling people forward. He's going to pray for people. And I'm just like, 
someone's getting their back healed. And I walked up and it was like, I, like, I, like, I was looking at my hands. I'm like, I'm going to pray for somebody and their back's going to be healed. Like God just spoke to me. I'm like, I'm about to pray for somebody who's got a back issue and they're going to be healed. And I've got like high hopes because my wife is there. And I'm like, I'm pray. But like God just spoke to me. I'm going to pray for a back. It's going to be healed. And then this lady walks up to me and she's like, you're supposed to pray for me. I need you to pray for my back. I'm like, ah, well, God just told me I'm supposed to pray for somebody's back. So let's pray for your back. And so I prayed for Kelly's back. And then she's like, thank you. And she walks away. Well, I, I hear from her later. She's like, did you see my post? I'm like, you, you posted something? She's like, yes, I posted something. I've had back pain for years, ever since I had an accident. I have not gone a full day or haven't gone a full night without, without pain. I can't work out like I want to. I can't run and play with my kids like I want to because I have, because of these back issues, I've constantly limited and dealing with pain from this, but not anymore. After you prayed for me, I had been completely healed. I had the first night of sleep without pain that I've had in years, and I am completely healed. And uh, then, but it, it's not always in these spots where we see it, where we expect it inside of a awesome healing service where the band sets the, the atmosphere and God's moving. Because Jesus said, these signs will follow you. Do you realize that the band doesn't always follow you? Uh, it would be really cool if, if you could have them and their instruments following you all the time. It's like, look, my life has a, a soundtrack. But, uh, but that's not the way it works. I remember being in here a couple years ago, and uh, I was just playing pool with a couple of high schoolers. And one of the guys, just, he just commented. He's like, ah, as he, as he walks around the table. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And, and he's like, well, I've had, I've had issues with my nip, my nip, my knee and my hip. When you have a knee and a hip, it's a nip, okay? So he's he had some, some knee and hip issues for, for a long time. And you're like, you're 17 years old. You shouldn't have knee and hip issues. But he's had knee and hip issues like, for, for a long time. I'm like, hey, can I pray for you? And I didn't have any word from God. I didn't have any like special feeling. There was no like healer by Planet Shakers playing in the room. It was just, I bumped into somebody who's limping. And so Jesus healed people because he had compassion on them. So let's pray for you. These signs will follow those who believe. You'll never see your prayer answered if you don't pray. And so I'm like, okay, can I pray for you? He's like, yeah. So I prayed for him. And then like a week or two later, he's like, dude, you would never believe it. Believe what? Remember you prayed for me? Yeah, it's better. <laughs> it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm like, that's awesome. And, 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 and it, it happens in these different spots. And it's not always this, this massive thing where you see it and somebody falls over and they, they get back up and they're like, check it out. It, it, but, but God says, hey, I'm going to heal because that's what I do, because I'm compassionate, because I love, because I came not only to redeem you from sin, but to set you free from all that sin brings, to set you free from the curse of sin and death. And we look, I remember um, uh, just going down in front of one of the services, and they say, hey, if you want to come down, we've got a prayer team up front. I went down front to be the prayer team. And a, a fellow came up to me, he's like, hey, I just got diagnosed with cancer in my, in my spine. Will you pray for me? I'm like, yeah, my God... He's, he's, he's the creator. It doesn't matter to him whether it's a grow a new leg or heal a cold. You know, he just speaks and the world responds. So lay my hands on him. I pray for him and he leaves. A couple weeks later, he comes back to me. He's like, hey, I went back cancer free. And, and, and our God is a good God. 
Our God is a healer. And it's not just, hey, when Pastor Daniel prays, God hears him because he's got this special in with God. That'd be cool. But um, no, and, and actually, I'm grateful it's not just me. Because if it was just, hey, Pastor Daniel's got an in with God, then God's movement here on earth would be limited to wherever I am. But it's not. See, these signs will follow those who believe. I have watched Pastor Jake. I, it was amazing. We did at the, the youth retreat this last year. He calls up. He's like, hey, students with back issues, come on up. And he lines up like six of them. And you're like, why do students have back issues? They're in high school. They shouldn't have issues. But they do. So they, he lines them up. And he's like, OK, hey, you, I'm going to pray for you. Pray for the first one. He's like, hey, is it better? He's like, no. He prayed for him again. OK, is it better? Yeah. And so he's like, all right, yeah, it's 90% better. All right, well, now pray for the person next to you. What? You're going to pray for the person next to you. And he prays for the next person next to him. And he, this guy's like, oh, I'm feeling a little better. And he's like, hey, how about you? How about? And they're like, oh, I'm awfully better. And he just went down the line. And he had a whole different brain. And you see all these guys, or guys, gals, people, I think all of them left healed. I talked to, to Ben on the youth team. And, and Ben used to do a bunch of ministry downtown. where They just go around, they do crazy stuff, minister to people downtown, go looking for people to minister to. He said that one day, they're just like, hey, God, where do you want us to go? And they just, they went, tried to go wherever God sent them to go. And, it, and while they were at where they felt like they were supposed to go, this guy walks up, starts talking, or this guy walks up and he said he was hunched over, his arm was locked in place, and he had severe arthritis in his knees. So his, his walk up was kind of ugly, if you will. I don't know if you would call it ugly, disformed, like not functioning correctly. Like as he comes up and he, he kind of joined and they, they begin to talk and he's like, well, can I kind of pray for you? Can we pray for you? And he's like, well, yeah. And it turns out he'd been in an accident, so they, they pray for this guy, and they pray for his knees. And he's like, my knees are healed. Like, like this is awesome. And, and when you get somebody who's got a lot of issues, when they get one issue healed, they're like, this works. What about this one? And what about this one? And, and so they begin to pray for him. And he said that his, his back and his neck were healed. And he, would begin to be, he was able to straighten up. And his elbow that had been locked at 90 degrees for, I'm trying to remember how many years it had been since this this incident that had an accident that had left him um, in, in sad shape and that they pray for it. And it's one of those where they pray for it. And you know what they saw? Nothing. So they prayed for it again. And, and when, I, when I talked to him, he's like, oh, we prayed for it, I don't know, a few times. We declared God's healing over it for maybe 15 minutes. They just kept praying. They're like, oh, I don't see it yet. That's okay. Pray again. Because that's what they do. And so they just kept praying until his arm he said, I think they said, he said he got 90% of his mobility back in his arm. And so then, just like you saw in Acts, you see this guy running around downtown, jumping and leaping and praising God, going, yeah, God heals. God's alive. God is well. And God has not stopped what he's doing. And that same God who healed Jesus, who walked, who healed people then under the power of the Holy Spirit, who left his Holy Spirit to, to heal through the apostles, who's still healing today, is in this place. And it says in Psalms chapter 100, and, I think it's 107 verse 20, that he sent his word to heal them. His word was sent, it is here, and he is healing tonight. And if you want to be healed, we're going to give you an opportunity to be healed. Can the band come back up? We're going to do things a little bit different tonight. I am very, very excited about tonight. And I want to see everybody that came in, bent up, broken up, sick, leaving this place made whole. Because Jesus wants to see you leave this place made whole. He wants to see you made whole from your insides to your outsides, your, your, your spiritually, but mentally, physically, all of it. But it's not the Pastor Daniel show. It doesn't have to be me that prays for you. See, these signs are supposed to follow those who believe. So we're going to do things a little different than we have typically done them for healing services. We're going to do three things. 
I'm going to give you three options. And we're going to do it as well as doing three options. As I prayed for this service, I felt like God gave me a word or a couple of words for different groups of people. Um, so one of the first ones that we're going we're gonna to take on that I felt like God said to pray for is those with back, so with spines, backs, scoliosis, slip discs, degenerated spines, or pinched nerves. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to go for them. And if you're like, you know what, but my thing is not on the list. We'll get to you. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> um, I'm going to form a line. I want to pray for a bunch of people. The youth team, a bunch of which I shared a few of their stories. They're going to be up here. They're going to pray for a bunch of people. Um, but we're also going to do, you are going to pray for somebody. If you don't know Jesus yet, you don't need to pray for anybody. You're off the hook. It's okay. Um, but if you are a believer, the Bible says these signs shall follow those who believe. Not these signs shall follow Pastor Daniel, Pastor Dwayne, and Pastor somethings. It says these signs will follow those who believe. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So in just a minute, <clears throat> the band's going to begin to play. We're going to have people come up. I'm going to pray for them. But you're going to say, hey, if, if you want to come up, I'll pray for you. If you want to stay where you're at, you can raise your hand. And those that are believers around you are going to pray for you. Because God's not here to heal because I fasted and prayed this week. He's here to heal because God likes to heal. That's why Jesus went around healing people. Because that's what he likes to do. And so he wants to heal right where you're at. And some of you guys, I'm, I'm going to make everybody uncomfortable because that's one of the things we do in the youth too. Um, if uh, a lot of you guys are really comfortable with the person that you came with, you're like, hey, I'm sitting right next to my spouse. I'm glad you like them. That's good. Um, and it's really easy to tell them, hey, I want you to pray for me. You know my issues. But I'm going to ask you to have someone else pray for you. And here's why. When Jesus went into his hometown, he said they had trouble receiving from him because they were so familiar with him. And they did not position themselves in faith to receive from him. Just like when Jesus had that whole crowd pushing on him, one person walked up in faith and goes, boom, and they received something. A bunch of people were just bunching up against him and missing out because they weren't reaching out and plugging in with faith. <clears throat> and so in order to kind of shake things up for you, it's easy with those that you're comfortable with to, have a, to not have an expectation. You're really open to share with them anything that's going on, but it's easy not to be in a place expecting. And I want you in a place where you're expecting God to move. So here's um, what's gonna happen. The band's about to lead us in a song. If you have, um, you guys can all go ahead and stand as, as, we, as we sing. But if you have back, spine, hip, sorry, back. If, if you've got spine, back, degenerated spines, pinched nerves, um, or even hip issues going there, um, we're calling you out first. So if, if you want to get prayed for right where you're at, raise your hand until people start showing up around you. And I asked a few different prayer teams um, to be aware. If you want to come up, come on up, form a line, and I'll go down and start praying for a line over here. The Jake, Ben, youth team is over here. Um, and these guys are constantly seeing the miraculous. Um, so, so come forward, raise your hand where you're at. And if you're a believer, look for somebody who's got their hand up and go pray for them. Because God is here 
and God is wanting to move. And if you're short, raise your hand really high because I can see some of the hands from up here and other people are like, it's below your head, they can't see. So if you're in your seat, look around. I see some hands where they're at, find them. Find them, pray for them. Um, and then you can line up. We got you team over here ready to pray. Oh, and one more thing. If you, you're experiencing pain right here and right now, some of you guys have issues that you know, um, you're like, hey, every Monday when I do this, this just hurts. I can't do something. Um, after a day of work, this isn't functioning. But some of you guys are in constant pain. If we pray for you and you are in constant pain and you feel a change, you feel that you're completely healed. You feel, you know what? Hey, my pain was at a 10, now it's at a five. Pastor Tim is over here and we wanna celebrate what God is doing in this place. So after you're prayed for and you begin to receive healing, come share it with Pastor Tim. And whether he comes up here and shares it for you or whether he lets you share, um, we wanna celebrate what God is doing in this place. So I'm gonna start praying for people. They're gonna lead you in a song and you can go start praying for people yourself.